Where'd you get that cup? My house. Oh, you did? You brought it? I make the good old super coffee. Every Hunting's as depressed as I am to say this. Hunting is <laughs> kind of over. Uh-huh. Other than my Mexico trip. Um, but, uh, you know, when I'm out of hunting season, I get back on the grind. So this is my super coffee. What's super coffee? All the crazy shit in it. <laughs> oh, you have like a bunch of supplements? A bunch inside? of stuff in there. Like what? Uh, mushroom tech. Mushrooms? Collagen. <laughs> uh, butter. How, tech, how are you making that? Collagen. Do you have like a, what kind of coffee maker do you have at home? You're like uh, a, we, we making potions in the we morning. We strain just normal coffee. It's like a but carrot we, or do you? Me and my wife and then we add a bunch of stuff to okay, it. Okay, put, put it ex- in. extras yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. So then I just drink it throughout the day because it's still got all that stuff in there. Yeah. I'm just, just Folgers. That's what I'm at where it's where Folgers. I'm at right I now. I like Folgers. It's pretty good, Folgers huh? Folgers is the best. Columbia, you me, know, me, Super me, Coffee, Phil Mickelson is who like started the Super, super coffee. coffee. He did? Yeah. I know, but pretty yeah. Funny. Fish oil and all that shit. All that, so I, I have yeah. all that stuff in here. CBD? Uh, no CBD. I, I sold that. CBD coffee the other day. Yeah. There's where the a grounds. Lot. Yeah. Like have the I take that at night though before bed. Not during the day. I want to do CBD more. It's really good for you. You guys are you guys are in great states for it. It's really good for it's, you. I think it's legal everywhere, isn't it? I would imagine CBD is. Is I it mean, not legal in Utah? It's not like it, it doesn't have anything bad in it. You're it's it's legal. No, there's a, there's a CBD store there where yeah. I live. And it's, I, it I, is. Every gas station's got capsules or whatever. It's unbelievably good for you. The problem with is the problem with it though is because of the market that it comes off of. Obviously, being the mm-hmm. weed market, so it's like pretty unregulated. So the amount of shitty CBD product out there vastly outweighs the amount of good yeah. CBD product out there. So like a lot of people take it and be like, oh, I didn't, I didn't you know, I, I didn't, didn't notice anything. anything. Well, yeah, you were, you know, you're taking something with 1% CBD in it <laughs> and they're charging you a full CBD yeah. price. But if you like the good, the good stuff, the stuff that's like tested and, and true and the right amount of dosage in it, it is so good for you. Yeah. I notice a massive difference. I was telling Neville today I drove into town. And is there, there must be like a big grow house right off the freeway. Oh, there's a ton. Because you roll down your windows, you're rolling down I-15, middle of ton. town. It's straight weed. Nevada has. <laughs> like, it's skunky. Vegas, baby. Nevada has really <laughs> embraced that that industry. It is real skunky right along the freeway. Yeah. Vegas, baby, we're here. <laughs> right into town. <laughs> yeah, right in the middle of town. I I'm can't remember like, which wow. I can't remember which state senator we had, but back in the day when all that stuff was going down, he was on record saying he wants this to be the American. Harry uh, Reid. No, not Harry Reid. Mm. Uh, he was a state senator. Um, the American, what's the place in Belgium or whatever? Amsterdam. 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 He wanted this to be the American Amsterdam. Amsterdam. So he was a huge proponent and did all kinds yeah. of business stuff for, hmm. you know, business credits for all the weed well, industry. Well, I have to get on the CBD then. Sounds yep. like. The good, I'm telling you, like sleep quality. Mental clarity when I wake up, like inflammation, joint yeah. swelling, inflammation, soreness, m- notice a massive difference. Are you a good sleeper? I'm good at falling asleep. Not good at staying I'm asleep. I'm terrible at staying asleep. That's I'm a really I'm light, really light sleeper. So I take a CBD supplement with thymine and uh, um, it's called Beam is the brand. Beam Dream is the product. <laughs> I like that Beam name. Dream. Beam Dream. And it's got, Does it's it all, all natural. Dreams? No, no, it's entirely natural. Nothing's like... It's not, you know, my son, my son is, uh, we have to watch him closer than the average son, you know? So I, we've had to take him to the hospital before in the middle of the night and all this. I can wake, it's like not a, not a sleeping pill. Right. Puts you out like hard. Yeah. I mean, I can wake right up, but it does help me stay asleep. Like definitely helps me stay asleep. 
We so that's when, I, we that's should, when I take my We should my look CBD. for some CBD sponsors for this podcast so we can all – that's what we need to start doing is filling up our table with – I agree. That during the day, though, your body your body doesn't absorb it quite the same for, in my experience. Right. Everyone's different. That's the whole, you know, human performance world. Everybody – it's all mm-hmm. – it's different for everybody. You know what I mean? Like yeah, every, everybody. During the day, though, I don't notice hardly anything, but at night, I, I it works right. for me. Hmm. The boys are all back together, huh? Yeah, it's been a while. Been been a few weeks, I don't. The last yeah, time, yeah. the last time it was us three were making fun of Brady, so maybe we should keep that one. Going. I will tell you though, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't want to throw this out too soon. Have you guys heard about Brady? We've heard a little bit. Oh yeah. Tell us what you know. Oh my gosh, I'm so jealous. It's cutting a wide swath. Oh, I'm so jealous. He straight slayed. Slayed quickly too. <laughs> Shot everything you can shoot over there. And just the pictures. Oh, have you seen him? Oh, man. Have you really? Yeah. He hasn't sent me. He sent me 14, one picture of him. 14,000 feet, snow everywhere, obviously. Yeah. I mean, ju- it, I've always wanted to go over there. Like, that's where the adventure side of me. Yeah. Like, I am so drawn to that. <laughs> yeah. Like. Are you jonesing pretty uh, bad? See, yeah. It's just. Photos. Yeah. I'm jonesing really bad. I got myself into a family and a kid, so it's going to be a while. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, for multiple reasons. I mean, that is a, that is a jaunt to get over there. Yeah. So you're just you're adding all kinds of days away from the family and all that. That's oh yeah. I'm just kind of. Yeah, I, I was trying really hard to do it pre-family and pre all that stuff, mm-hmm. and I was really close to doing it actually with a guy named Jason Price. Remember the Experience mm-hmm. YouTube channel? Mm-hmm. I made good friends with Jason back in the day, and actually just saw him again the other day. He took a position with GSCO mm-hmm. Grand Slam Ovis Club. Yep. And they're doing good things with that by the way um he's taken the tagline the greatest nonprofit you've never heard of right and it's the oldest nonprofit, second to boone and crockett like they've been around for ages uh-huh. but they kind of you know i don't yeah i told him just blatantly i'm like yeah they kind of went by the wayside with some of this other stuff going on but they're the second longest standing um, interesting nonprofit. anyways so i was supposed to go with him back in the day back pre-family pre all kinds of stuff and it was right when the business go hunt like it was started and it was going and i obviously you know in the beginning there's free time not for the right reasons because you know it takes time to build (laughs) and grow a business and right when i was kind of gonna go do that with him is right when we started taking off i just i couldn't couldn't get away for that long i mean it's it's 15 20 days yeah yeah i was gonna say what is he three days travel one way seems like yeah oh yeah at least yeah well then he messaged me once he's like yeah i was up I haven't went to sleep. It's been like 18 hours or something like that. Hmm. Where's the, he at? Tajikistan. Tajikistan. <laughs> Tajikistan. Can you spell that? No way. No. <laughs> now the real question is, which tastes better, mule deer or Marco Polo? <laughs> or Marco. <laughs> <laughs> or Ibex or Wolf. <laughs> We've eaten some Wolf. Uh. I, have we? Yeah, we tasted. Are some. you just dropping what he killed already? I'm not. I didn't he see. Just, he just <laughs> dropped it. That's pretty much what he's killed. Unless he also tacked on some. I just other all other I know is that, that drive. Know I know the drive is just crazy. The drive is 18 hours, right? Yeah. Isn't that the the part of it where he yeah, didn't sleep? Yeah, I think you drive more than you fly. Oh. And that's on going that. up a mountain, and, and like, that's on. The I think you go like three miles an hour for you're going up some like shitty mountain. What are you roads. driving in one of those old Jeeps? One of those Land Rovers. Oh, those okay. old Land Rovers. I mean, I've watched a million of these. Yeah. Like Jason Price's uh, Marco Hunt is on his experience channel. I mean, I've watched a ton of them. I've always wanted to do it. And then when Brady said he was doing it, him and I were mm-hmm. passing videos back and forth. 
but man, like, yeah, that's a wild one. That'll be a good wild. podcast when he gets back. I know. That I might can't be wait. About a five-hour podcast. <laughs> <I can't laughs> we might start. have to break it apart episode by Brady, episode. Brady, Brady to, loves to recap every, every single, single point. He gets nitty-gritty with oh. it. the details. It's all in the details. It's like his Instagram post too. They're the same. They read the same. They're they're all you know very long and detailed. He gets into the comments and oh yeah, he, he dives deep. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, he likes. He those, goes real deep. I think he should just details. do for his next caption is Marco Polo. Which tastes better, mule deer or Marco Polo? Marco Polo. <laughs> I would imagine that the amount of people who could compare those two are <laughs> yeah pretty minimal. Very low. Very very low. Yeah, but man, I'm I'm jealous of, of Brady. You right have now. to get one on the books and then go. Yeah, once I get out of this. Maybe when Turtle gets a little older. Yeah, when this time of my life, I'd love to take him with me if yeah. my wife would ever <laughs> let me. <but laughs> she's not going to let you do that. She's uh, she's She stays on the safer side of things. Yeah. You know, like I'm unbelievably excited about Mexico coming up for me. It's yeah. It's one of the places I, like, I'm headed back this year. Um, so when is that? January. I'm going to go second week of January. And I haven't been down in two years. Um, and it, it's... I've been down there a bunch in the past. We'll be down there, your neck of the woods. It is It is something. The Sonoran sunrise and sunsets Yeah. in the winter. Like there's it's just a great time of year, so special. right? I mean, oh, God. daytime's in the 50s, 60s Holy probably. Holy shit, it's nice. Cold nights. Hunting them big bucks in the saguaro cactuses. It's yeah. just, it's so different, man. How it's do you awesome. guys hunt those down there where you're hunting? Is it mostly climb climb to a peak? Or is, it, is it pretty flat and you're using high racks? <sighs> yeah, so in the recent past, it's we've been doing um, – We've been doing like a semi, like find your own lease kind mm-hmm. of a thing and a little like more so DIY than anything. Um, and more hike. So I've done, I've done like the commercial side of it. That's when I first found it. And I was just trying to learn Mexico, that commercial side of it, which is like almost entirely high racks. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time I've done that side, it was almost entirely high racks. And this, you know, the, as of the recent past, this more like lease DIY style, um, a lot more like hiking Western style hunting, a yeah. lot more. Of no, that. I mean, high racking is effective. It's super effective. Right. It is super effective. If you're in the right country, those mule deer pull down to the bottoms and like they don't leave. Yeah. So no high points, none of that stuff we're used to. And the high rack is kind of, kind of the way you hunt them, kind of way you hunt them. But the coos deer is, is all like mountain style, mountain style hunting. Yeah. So is there enough topography the there that you can, like you can yeah. get up in glass and the, where we're going this year, I'm, real excited about lots of elevation like lots of elevation changes and a lot of valley floors but much smaller gotcha. valley floors so more like pinch point style so i'm i'm pretty excited is it like arizona like certain areas yeah more oh yeah. coos deer than mule deer yes yeah for sure you shoot yep. either or i can shoot either yeah i'm going yeah. down for either right i'm yeah. gonna focus on mule deer um coos deer being second i mean i love i love coos deer but i haven't had a mule deer tag this year it's one of the crazy yeah, like that is weird I can't tell you, since I was 12 years old, I don't think there was ever a year where I didn't have a mule deer tag. And it, this year, I don't have one. Yeah, this, that's it, crazy. Like, I <laughs> honestly can't even believe it. Huh. So when this, you know, when this uh, started coming together with this group, um, this group that I go down to Mexico with, it started coming together. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm in. What's travel like down there? Is it pre- pretty straightforward for you? I've never, yeah. d- I've never been, to, been to Mexico to hunt. Yeah, drive to, there's a couple border crossings in arizona mm-hmm. so either tucson or phoenix are kind of the obviously the main two um from the border it's about a four-hour drive so it's not terrible and there's definitely a you definitely take your own vehicle down yeah yeah and just there's, right there. yeah and there's definitely a strategy of like 
when to cross the border not not safety or any of that <laughs> bullshit but like like a strategy for lines and getting through sure. making it just efficient as possible uh-huh. um so we've we learned that strategy but not the hard way we we i was kind of greased in to somebody who's been doing this shit for a really long time yeah and uh and it, when we started doing this this style of mexico and he kind of told us the the secrets of it and it's it's not bad at all it's pretty really basic easy. yeah really easy i remember i'm trying to remember how many years ago is it you killed that big mule deer down there that was a long that was it's been several years oh ago yeah. right yeah. four or five maybe long, even maybe more. longer i think six years honestly yeah i was just trying to this remember. will be this this i will believe this is the sixth january since then yeah i just remember i remember when you came back i mean you killed a, a big buck but the, just the color of the antlers especially yeah. around, so different man around the burr they get that real chocolate dark yeah. brown dark. and then and then almost like that vibrant green yep. where they get around the burrs there's mesquite trees yeah, down there that mesquite. They just, oh they get so dark and it's wild too because you know you go from like we're coming off a of porter's hunt in colorado mm-hmm. which was incredible we need to get them on the podcast to talk about it <laughs> yeah. um but we were coming off you know usually you're coming off the heels of like a late season western slope type hunt and then you go down there and them things the necks are tiny the <laughs> bodies are tiny but they're all built wide yeah. so when you first see one from looks you know co- yeah you see it and you're like holy shit yeah. 35 wide and then he turns and looks at you, you're like oh okay and they're rutting in january hard yeah yeah really right hard. right in the heart of the rut that first it takes a day or two to get the calibration back to seeing us a norn mule deer after you've been looking at the colorado western slope yeah bucks. i bet like texas look like a texas deer kind of Texas are really hunted. I see like pictures. They're like skinny, super wide, dark as hell. And they got like a big horse jaw. That's what I always notice on those Sonoran bucks. Is their their bottom jaw is so much more pronounced than a Western slope uh-huh. buck. They just got them big bottom jaw. Hmm. I don't know if it's because they're so much skinnier. It just looks more pronounced. Yeah. But, like even looking at that Sonoran buck on my wall compared to the yeah. the Western slope bucks, like it's right. just they got like almost a horse jaw underneath them. It's pretty cool. That is cool. Are you holding out for Muley? Muley? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how I big how big does a coos buck have to be before you're like me? Eh, I yeah. I love coos. I've only I've hunted coos uh, hunted coos four times, three times with a bow, one with a rifle, uh-huh. and I have one coos to my name. So that tells you okay. how hard it is to yeah. hunt coos down there. You're gonna shoot a coos um, if you see it. I, I mean, I, I definitely <laughs> one, I definitely like the one ten plus mark. It has to be one ten. Yeah, That's like I've been I've been holding out for hundred plus, and have, I got one. Can you one, get a coos and a deer tag, or is it just one tag? You can shoot coos and mule deer. Okay. You can shoot both. It's pretty good. I mean, Mexico is, it's got a, it's got a. Do you just like go down there and like go into a store and be like, hey, I want to go mule deer hunting? No. So these ranches, because it's all, it's all private. I shouldn't say private. It's like, uh, I mean, I guess it's private, but they're all these like family ranches and ranches. And then you essentially lease it. And then they have a deal with their, it's not like a proper fishing game as we know it, but like they get. They get a certain m- amount of licenses. Th- it's a lot like Texas in this in this aspect, where like Texas has that MLD license, the mm-hmm. managed or managed licensed deer, managed deer license MDL. And they can sell it, and and they can sell them. They can you shoot know hunt, shoot them. They can do whatever they want with those tags, right. but it's just for that like area, right? So how we manage a unit here in the states is like how they would manage their that property, ranch. Right. yeah. So like they get a you know get a handful of tags. And then they can divvy up those between the species and between hunters or gotcha. one hunter or wh- however you want. Yeah, it seems to be increasingly more popular. People looking it to go sh- and it go should going be. south in the winter. It should be. Mm-hmm. I like. 
I can't tell you how enjoyable it is down there. You've never the run. people, first of all, the people. I mean, because you're hunting these ranches, right? Like family ranches. I mean, a lot of the times the the moms making homemade tortillas while you're out hunting, and mm-hmm. you come back, and the you know the son's taking you on the ranch. Like the people are unbelievable. They're amazing. It's it's. Uh, I mean, that Mexican cowboy culture is it's mm-hmm. awesome. It's yeah. really cool. Never yeah. run any like problems, like safety problems. You know, knock on wood, I have, I have not. I've heard of some. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd be lying if it's not, not a thought in your mind. I mean, there's definitely a strategy of like only drive during the day, only because you got U.S. plates on, right? So like, mm-hmm. only on the, only in the day. Um, don't leave the ranch when you get there. Like, but I mean, is that really any different than? No. I mean, I've grown up in Vegas my whole life. <laughs> there's definitely rules of like. Places, don't, you, places you go. Don't drive there. Right. <laughs> you know, like yeah, don't go that way. Sure. You know, and yeah. one of the shit, going living in Philadelphia with my son, um, when he was in the hospital there, when he was first born, he was in the NICU there. I lived in Philadelphia for five and a half months. Like where the hospital and UPenn and all that stuff is right there where CHOP is, Children's Hospital mm-hmm. Philadelphia. It is like not very far from the street you don't cross. Right. Like it's, it's like a very known thing. You just, you don't go north of hmm. the street mm-hmm. and it's like right on the border. So, I mean, it's no, you know, it's easy to say, oh, it's Mexico and this, that, whatever. It's not that different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like granite, different language, stuff like that is a little intimidating, but it's, you know, I've heard very bad. few. I took four years of Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> so you're good. Yeah. Um, I've heard very. I don't remember a lick. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard very few, you know, instances where people had any kind of interactions or any kind of scary encounters, but I know. What about Brady? Yeah, I mean, that well, was, that was on the Arizona border. That was, that was an Arizona I honestly border. think the Arizona border is kind of a little was more, Arizona. A little yeah. more sketchy. Yeah, a little more, yeah. Because I mean, like, reality is, he just had some people. How far by. are we from yeah. the ocean? Not very far. So you're saying you could like shoot a deer and go hang it on the beach? Because <laughs> I'm down with that. If you were inclined <laughs> to do so, I mean, I'd venture to guess. The one thing that is very different down there is like just the speed you can get somewhere. So like by by birds distance. Everything is like fairly close down there, right? right? Like Hermosillo. I mean, you can look up Hermosillo on a map. It's not that far from the border and everything, you know, 90% of the hunting is from Hermosillo North. Mm -hmm. There's, there is definitely some South for sure, but a lot of it's to the North. Like you look on a map, it's not very far, but just like their speed limits, their highway systems, their, it's just, it's, I want to say it's (laughs) shit. Actually, I will say some of the nicest highways I've ever driven on, and this is no bullshit, are down in Mexico, but they just don't have a lot of like the the peel off infrastructure to head you know where we need to go into the mountains so like a lot of the times you're going around huge mountain ranges to get mm. to where you need to go so it t- makes the drive less efficient and longer but like you know that's really the only like major travel distance down there is like it's america has phenomenal road systems mm. like just for efficient purposes and uh, the roads down there are better than Nevada roads. We just got a new governor. They need to do something about these <laughs> about these roads, roads here. It is terrible. Bad. It is horrible. They're nice down there. They're just not like ultra efficient. Right. Are the, are these like inland then? Like, could if are they by? Could you go hunting to find like a lease right next to the ocean that had like mule deer and goose? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Neville really wants to go to the beach and hunt mule deer. I would say, <laughs> I would say like from what I p- there is definitely people who know Mexico better than I do. Right. I'm not gonna even act like i know it all that well i have been down there a a handful of times and i could tell you within 30 minutes of the coast literally 30 minutes even on the non-efficient highway you could be hunting like a really good spot 
for both right. mule deer and coos and only being 30 minutes off the coast you potentially i don't see why you wouldn't be able to if they're the, if me knowing what i know down there which is probably 20 percent of what somebody else knows that it's that close you could be that close right. to the coast i don't see why you couldn't hmm. be like almost right on it yeah that'd be sweet did either of you try to uh get in on the over-the-counter archery sales in arizona no i said i did not i said fuck it you were, you I were did over too. it yeah I've, i hate that thing so much <laughs> yeah those went on sale the f- no, what november oh i guess december, no, december 1st, 1st at midnight yeah. midnight yeah no, so no they didn't go on sale December at midnight you're talking idaho i'm talking idaho i'm talking, talking arizona about? oh yeah, Arizona OTC. I mean, bringing no. up, bringing up, bringing up. I thought you were talking about Idaho. Yeah, I mean, that was. The we same can segue into Idaho because we got stories yeah, there that too. Yeah, that was that was the same day. No, I didn't. I didn't yeah. do Arizona. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I got a real strategy going in Arizona right now yeah. with my deer points, and I'm I'm holding out. Just when you brought up Brady, you know, yeah. having people oh, walk yeah. by him, I thought, man, it's kind of a, a thing of the thing of the past. To be honest, at this point, they only yeah. gave. 2,800, almost 2,890, I think, non-resident deer tags, archery deer tags. And those went on sale December 1st at midnight, and I'd heard that they sold out within a day. So were people really being that successful? I, uh, I think it's similar similar to Idaho. I think it's a lot of uh, – I think it's a lot of pressure, you know, pressure people in Arizona saying, hey, there's just way too many non-resident hunters that are coming mm-hmm. in. It's just there's too much pressure. I don't know that they were killing, you know, a ton of deer. I just think it was more of a hunting pressure. I mean, yeah. I, more, more more socially driven than scientifically. I was going to say, because like, I've done that hunt. I mean, it's still archery hunting. Mule I used deer, to do that hunt all the time back in the day, pre-go hunt. Yeah. yeah. Like my brother and I, back when I was working in the casino industry, that was like one of the, the main things him and I would go do every year. I've hunted that. All those times I talked about hunting coos with a bow, that was all yeah. down there. I always took coos over mule deer. That was always my, right. you know, the species I was targeting. And I mean, it was awesome back in the day. Yeah, it was awesome. And and they've gone to a quota system. So every yeah. unit, every OTC archery unit in Arizona's got a quota. And as soon as that quota's filled, you have to you have to check it. And as right. soon as that's up, I mean, you can't harvest any more yeah. deer out of that. You unit. know what they say is the number one killer of Arizona, Randy Newbrick. <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking to him the other day. <coughs> he, he said the amount of hate he gets and like ruining. You oh know, yeah, his, it's yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I mean, I went down there when I was down there with Brady. You know, we had with Randy. Randy. We had Randy in camp. Yeah, yeah. We, we I feel hunting, I feel bad for him on that one. It was just the the timing there. I mean, there's no way he can. He's a great <laughs> big guy, all that stuff. But yeah. I mean, I would imagine Mother Nature and other causes are a much bigger effect. And that's what I was going to say. The Randy I mean, when effect. you ask about deer populations and were they actually harvesting that many deer to see an impact? I don't know if they were or they weren't. But I I think my gut says it's probably more socially driven than anything. Just I high agree. pressure in the numbers. But Mother Nature. I mean, when you talk about any population, if you're talking elk deer, bighorn sheep, whatever it is, Mother Nature's always in charge. And, I mean, if you have droughty years, you know, you can kill way more deer and you can really knock back a population. Same with elk, same with sheep. I mean, super susceptible to disease. It's just, yeah. I mean, Mother Nature kind of runs the show, you know? No question. And and, and I know. Well, I mean, then what the hell is Arizona doing with their tags? Let Mother Nature run it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they have had some droughty years. You know, we all have. Bad. Nevada has had some Horrible. bad. Utah, Southern Utah, where I'm from, and we've had some droughty years. It does seem like maybe the last year, year and a half, we were seeing a little bit better moisture, but the grand scheme of things, we're still kind of droughted right. out. And when you look at drought with human expansion, too, mm-hmm. like it is, it, that is just the recipe for yeah. disaster as yep. far as hunting's concerned. But yeah, that was kind of a bummer. I mean, no longer can you run down and just buy a tag and, mm-hmm. and go hunt. And I mean, and you got to kind of plan ahead. And it sounds like, I mean, the people that I talked to that did it, they still got tags. Did they? But they, like, you know, is it 
in the areas they wanted? So it's still a statewide tag. You just have to check the quota. You can, yeah, you can hunt any of those units that are open. You just have to check the quota. And, I mean, people that, you know, got up at midnight or stayed up till midnight, I should say. I should say got up because me, I've already gone to bed. Yeah, I've already been asleep for about <laughs> yeah, four hours. I've been asleep since yeah. eight and then would have had to get up. But, yeah, I mean, people that stayed up, they, they got permits. But it, it sounds like within about a day they did sell out. So. Kind of, kind of weird though. No longer yeah. really like that backup plan that it used to be. I know, which is, I mean, things change. Like you just, you uh-huh. gotta, gotta roll with it, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, did you try to buy an Idaho tag? Uh. Uh-uh. You didn't either. You didn't Tell either. us your story. No, I'm. I I bowed out of <laughs> Idaho. This is the first year I didn't. Yeah. I said, fuck it. Yeah. So those went on sale <laughs> December first at 10 a.m. I. I got in. I tried to get in. I should say about 9:30. I started to pull up my account. And I just kept getting an error count, just error, 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 and it would just time out. Yeah. And uh, I tried that until maybe 10, 15, I think, and it finally logged me in. And at that point, it pulled up the screen, like, the you know, put me in the line, in the queue. And at that point, I think I was, like, number 22,500 and some. That's not bad. Ouch. <laughs> that's not bad. Ouch. Yeah, yeah, that's not good. So they... It's the same process they've had the last. It's it's the since same they've started. It's the same process for it's been for this be the third year. But the issue this year was that it didn't seem that people were even able to log into their account to feel like that they were actually put into the virtual line. So like, well, I read what was it sixty seven thousand were yeah, they trying to log in sixty seven thousand at ten a.m. sixty seven thousand. Yeah. I also uh, is that that has like I wonder what the data was the year before and the year before that. I don't know. It's a great question. Well, we'll we'll get that. That's a great question. I know. I wonder if it like because then it's going to show like there's a lot more hunters trying to get tags, I, and there needs to be. Yeah, yeah. I tried to call their help desk just for kicks, just to see what that was like. I didn't anticipate that I would get through, but I thought oh, I just want to see what that experience is like. So I tried to call their help desk at like nine fifty, and there were thirty eight hundred people. In queue. In queue on the phone trying to get through to talk to somebody. So I know that there were a bunch of people that didn't even yeah. get to log in into their account. And so, I mean, for me, it's hard to say. And I've seen some feedback online. I think Emily Emily sent me a screenshot of a fan of ours, I guess, that <laughs> that was like, oh, that guy's just bitching and moaning because he didn't get his tag. Everybody had the same chance. And I like to think that's the case. I'm, I'm not convinced, to be honest. I think that there were people that actually didn't get logged into their account until after 10 a.m. I mean, I was talking to people on the phone that were able to log in, and they were already in a line, like placed mm-hmm. in a queue. They'd already been assigned a number, you know, at, at 10, where I didn't even actually get into my account until 10:15, 10:16. So yeah, I would like to say that everybody had an equal chance. I don't necessarily believe that's the case. And I'm not bitching and moaning. I don't care. Sounds I don't like, either because sounds I, like I, you're bitching. Is, does it? <laughs> no. I don't, I, I don't think everybody had a, had a fair shake. It doesn't right? seem that it way. It doesn't seem that way. And here, here's, so I'm going to ask if you, do you have any good ideas of how they would fix that? Yeah. Cause here's the issue, right? Like we, you need more hunters. We need hunters, right? You, you look at what hunters do for protection, longevity, conservation of hunting as a whole. And if yeah. that continues to decline while, exterior pressures are getting bigger and bigger and yeah. you know social pressures all this stuff like you can't have your cake and eat it too where you're the only hunter out there in the field but you want hunting to live forever right and be protected in all these states and all this stuff like we see it every day california loses cat mm-hmm. and bear hunting and yeah, well, you know washington washington state states are falling yeah. oregon washington are floating bills to kill all hunting mm-hmm. right like are they going to pass you know, probably not, but just the fact that they're being floated, the idea of that is being floated around. It's a real problem. Yeah. And it's like, 
how you how hunters as a whole protect it is is by you know applying yeah. getting tags supporting the state's eight, uh, uh, fish fish and wildlife um, projects and and tag services all this stuff right yeah so you need more hunters we we are proud of the fact that you know we are helping more hunters get in the field mm-hmm. the the issue though is now a lot of the technology and a lot of the the a lot of the ways the states go about these tags is getting dated right they have they haven't changed with the times or if they do change like idaho this is a fairly recent change right what three or four years they've been three doing years this, this three be years? The th- be the third year okay so what what did they change <laughs> So they, yeah, they used to be you could you could buy them essentially over the counter. They they've gone to now having a limited quota of permits available to non-residents, and they've allocated those via online only, and they've had a set date. Yeah, I mean, your first question. There's a lot here, but there, it's a lot. It, your, it, your first question is: Is there a way to to handle it? And I think there is. I mean, they allocate their controlled tags through a draw, right? So they yeah. they do that later in the season. I mean, essentially, no point system. No, in Idaho. no point system. It's completely random at this point. General season tags of the way that their system is working. You know, first come, first serve. They place you in a queue, right? And randomly place everybody in a queue. And when your number comes up, you have the opportunity to purchase the license if it exists still, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, at that point, it's essentially a limited entry draw, if you will. Yeah. It's it's really no different than their control hunt drawing. So, in my opinion, you know, why don't you adopt a system similar to you know, in New Mexico or, or even in Nevada, where you give somebody six choices, you get to pick your top six general season choices and they run you through a draw. It's completely random. They consider each one of your choices before Mm -hmm. they move to the next applicant. And then anything remaining above and beyond what's been allocated through the draw, just do that on a first come first serve. That way you don't run into 67,000 people. Trying to get into the the, exact same time. Because essentially you're going to weed out all those people that have already bought those and those yeah. permits and drawn them. So that my opinion, that's a, a simple and easy way to fix it. It makes everybody on an equal playing field. You know, you still have to buy a hunting license anyway, had you, you know, purchased an over the counter tag. So you might as well, you know, right. it, it makes sense to me to just at this point, move it to a draw. Yeah. And, and that's what I hope they do. Um, going back to your other point. I mean, I, I did some Instagram stories, you know, yeah. said, Hey, basically this is kind of my experience. First thing I said, same as you, I'm not mad. I'm really not mad at all at the demand. I'm I'm pumped about it to be honest. And I had I was really interested because I had several people send me DMs being like, "Man, you're you guys are you know your problem. You're mm-hmm. essentially the problem. You know, quote unquote influencers. You guys are increasing demand without increasing supply." And I had a lot of people uh, kind of messaging me, kind of going in on me about that. And I rep- I replied to everybody, which I, a lot of people were like, "Oh, I didn't know you'd reply," you know. So, yeah. <laughs> But, but but I, I fucking re- hate you, Trail. <laughs> oh, and then you reply back. Uh, I don't oh, think shit. you'd reply. <laughs> yeah. Shit. You're yeah. a nice guy. <laughs> There's a person here. I, I get that all the time. But, yeah, I, I replied back to every one of them, and there were a couple guys I had, like, really long back-and-forth discussions. And, I mean, my stance is not going to change. I think if you're looking at um, increased numbers of hunters, people that are getting into hunting, people that are applying for the first time, or even people that are applying in multiple states, Right. If you're looking at that as a problem, you're very much look. In my opinion, you're very much looking at it from a me mentality. Yeah. This is impacting me. It's mm-hmm. Im- impacting my ability to get a permit, which I understand. I want to get a permit myself. I want to go hunting. But like you know, talking to many people, I think at this point, I think hunting is bigger than me. I think it's bigger than you and you. I think the longevity 
the opportunity, yeah. if I want that to exist in perpetuity, I think we need more hunters. I think we, we need more people that have the experience of like going out and going hunting. I need them to know those kinds of experiences that I've had. I need, you know, I know what hunting's meant to me. Mm-hmm. It's been incredible. Mm-hmm. It's had like some real life changing, real meaningful moments in my life. Could not agree more. I need more people to have that, in my opinion. Absolutely. And be passionate about protecting it. Yeah. Right. Sure. And and that's where it, like it, it is a, it is a very complex thing out there mm-hmm. where, like you said, yeah, of course, I want, look, you know, no bullshit. I want every single tag and I want to kill every big deer, sheep, goat elk whatever it is mm-hmm. i mean right that's just human nature but the reality is where reality sets in is like okay that's not an option never will, will be an option that's not good for anyone but me so how is that ever going to benefit in the long run right it's like mm-hmm. when you look at it from the we mentality of like hunters as a whole hunting your neighboring states crossing state borders supporting your you know supporting these other states that have these opportunities and okay yeah yeah hunting as a whole you're you're needing to be more strategic you're needing to travel more you're needing to um you know be on the ball more than you were in the past like there's no more of this you know there there still is some like fallback things where you can pick up here Mm -hmm. and there but for the most part that stuff is changing Uh, arizona idaho good example really good examples they're becoming less available yeah and it's it's the way it's the way things are going right populations are growing human expansions happening mother nature runs the entire show as far as as hunting goes there's a lot of like there's a lot of things out there we can't control mm-hmm. and it and it's and it's just the way it goes it's the way of the world when you look at it from like okay now how do we best support that how we best support it is is by proving and providing the opportunities of hunting to more people so they can passionately protect it with us right like yeah. that that is the recipe for the end goal that we all want, right? Which is our kids, kids, kids hunting yeah. the way we are, yeah. right? One one of the things that this, one of the gentlemen said to me is that uh, kind of, I mean, it did strike a nerve. I expect, I mean, you hear it, right? But one, yeah. of the, one of these things he said is that, you know, people are increasing demand without increasing supply, right? And so I went I went back. I vehemently disagree with so, that, so, by so, the way. So I went back and, and one of the, like, first examples that jumped in my forefront of mind. So my former life, I worked for the, the Division of Wildlife in Utah, right? I was a habitat biologist. They have a program there called the uh, Watershed Restoration Initiative, okay? It's federal agencies, private, state um, they pull their funds and they do these landscape scale habitat restoration treatments, mm-hmm. right? So how do you create more deer? You rehabilitate habitat or, <laughs> that you, was cre- lost. or you create more habitat, or create right? More. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I pulled some statistics. So to date watershed restoration initiative, um, 114 million in state funds, 197 million in federal funds through things like Pittman Robertson, mm-hmm. uh, 25 million from conservation groups. So that money, it only gets raised through hunting. Through hunting, <laughs> because people are putting money in yes. to hunting. When they buy these hunting licenses, that's yeah. what is driving <laughs> yeah. all of this. Exactly, or hunting equipment, or hunting equipment with the excise tax, yeah, the it, Pittman excise it, tax. Exactly. So, so for me, I mean, <laughs> is it frustrating on a very personal level of that course. I can't get my permit in Idaho for Diamond Creek? Personally, yeah, like. Sure, kind of a bummer for me. Grand scheme of things, I think it's good for hunting. You yep. know, somebody's somebody got that permit. Yeah, somebody's somebody's gonna, gonna have a really somebody's good gonna experience. have a really good experience. Okay, yep. maybe next year it'll be my year, right? Um, 
you know, do I have the ability still to get permits? That's the, the other thing is like, if you look at the the grand scheme of things, the amount of opportunity that's still available, it's still there. There's still some right. really good opportunity, but you have to be like you're saying, you, you got to be, be adventurous. You got to be looking out there. You, you also have to be that much more on the bull. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And that's why you need Go Hunt Insider. <laughs> Use promo code podcast Shame. get fifty dollars at the shameless, Go Hunt Gear Shop. Shameless plug. <laughs> but no, that I mean that honestly, that is what it was built out of is like finding all this other opportunity because. Look, I'm Nevada born and raised, and mm-hmm. I had tons of youth opportunity here and had a really good opportunity with back when Utah was the statewide archery tag for mm-hmm. the non-limited limited yeah, hunts. Yeah. Like, I was hunting like crazy when I was a kid here and then call, through college when I come home. Summer, I was hunting like crazy. It's not the same, right? So, like, when I came back home, graduated from college, working in the casino industry, I wanted to know the opportunities. So, like, that's that's mm-hmm. what it was born and bred out of is, like, yeah, being on the ball, being adventurous, get staying ahead of what's changing. I mean, it, like you, if you're not changing, you're dying, right? The mm-hmm. age-old saying, you're not yeah. evolving, you're dying. It's like, I mean, you can look at just the most simplest forms of things that, like football, the game of football, the game of hockey. Like how much of those have changed in the last five, ten years, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of the hits Tom Brady took in his first couple years in the league, they'd be in fucking prison if they did that yeah. to him <laughs> right now, right? But it was it was He'd part. Die. <laughs> it was part of the game back then, and, yeah. you know, he's he's evolved with the protection of the quarterback and made his team into exactly what the rules yeah. allow him to do now. It, it, you can look at all these – I like looking at that just because it's so simple. You, yeah. To look at a complex thing and put it into a simple I mean, category just, is what I like to do. It's change, right? It's just change, change as a whole. Change is hard. Change sucks. Change makes you mad. You know, when you go to your same spot for 20 years yeah. and you go there and there's, you know, more people. I would argue. I would argue the fact that you should – you need a little change in your life if yeah. you've been hunting the same place for right. five, ten years. But in I a row. guarantee you, that's the guy that's like, you, "This, you guys are ruining," because they go to their spot and there's ten more people and there's not elk there, and that's why they're pissed yeah. because they're they're find the new spot. The yeah. elk are still there. Yeah, find a new spot. Yeah, and I, I mean it, some of this. And I know that sounds. I know, I like, I'm not being snarky by any means. I'm not like <sighs> discounting that. It is. It is frustrating, just like you said, yeah. on a personal level, right? But you you step back and look at it from the thirty thousand foot view, and you're like, okay, this is this is good, right? Like this is going to lead to more opportunity, which is why I vehemently disagree with his like. You guys are increasing demand but not supply. Look. There is a proven recipe to increasing supply. Well, proven recipe. Which is which is land work. Restoration. Look at the number. Look at the number of elk that are on the landscape. Look at the number of white-tailed deer that are on the and landscape. And it's all yeah. come Black through. Black bears, highest populations. Of, I mean, in modern times. And it's all come through this. It, so, like, we haven't increased. Looking at us specifically, I mean, look, are we out there restoring sheep and all? That? No. But what we support, two percent for conservation and mm-hmm. and RMEF and Wild Sheep Foundation, the amount of of work we do to help and allow for like the growing populations and you just look at what hunting as a whole has done just on the grand scheme of things just like you said the populations of all these animals throughout the west i mean you can't you can't argue the yeah. science you can't argue the the data but now on the personal level do we, do we want to sit here and motherfuck all the all the tags we're not getting i mean i haven't had a deer tag in nevada in seven years yeah. i'm a resident of nevada same with utah i haven't yeah. had one in four years i haven't had a deer tag yeah. in my home state in seven years is that unbelievably frustrating and it pissed me off every single day absolutely i would love to hunt my home state (laughs) (laughs) right i would love to right i would i would love to now granted can i pick up some of these other yeah uh, some of these other tags i don't want to do that in my home state because i know my home state so well i 
much prefer to do that and some of these other opportunity hunts throughout the West. And that's where the strategy, this whole, like, you just, you know, the, the, the game has changed to now it's, it's becoming adventurous. It's becoming new spots. It's becoming, you know, using mm-hmm. all these assets at your fingertips to, to help, you know, provide yeah, better it. hunting experiences for it's, it's, that's what it's evolved into is you, you can't just, you know, go to the store, go to your spot. Mm-hmm. And you know it's going to turn out. It's not like that. Anymore. It's harder. When I was in it's college, harder. people are lazy. When I was in college, I could have <laughs> I, I could have bought an Arizona Strip archery deer tag over the counter. Yeah, there you go. So I would love that opportunity. Miss, again. Missed out on Miss, that one, miss, huh? My dad, that one. Nice my dad and uncle grew up. My <laughs> little younger than me grew up when the Ponsagon was an open unit. Yeah. In peak rut dates, driving down in a in an international scout with guns out the window, yeah. shooting bucks that are. By the way, they had to be 30 inches wide, right? <laughs> imagine all the bucks that they passed. Yeah, that. Yeah. Anyways, like, it's it's just different, man. Do you it's feel like, like part of this is just like, I feel like some of this comes with age. I, I think that I look at hunting. For sure. I, I look at hunting in a different light than I probably did when I was in my 20s, you know? For when sure. I, when I wanted every tag. I wanted every buck, every bull. You know, like I was obsessed, and and I'm still obsessed. I just I think it's the old people that are the ones that are bitching and complaining. I don't know because I'm, they don't want to change. They want to go to their same spot. I just I had an experience like I took my oldest mm. brother I took my uh, like they can't ad- like th- they've done they've hunted the same way for so long like uh, you think it's easy for them to go like hunt a new state it's an interesting thought yeah, yeah. it's pro- it's harder for someone that's older I feel like I don't know me, man like, I, do, I don't I, have anything holding me back I f- I feel like I just look at it more sentimentally if you will at this point I mean I would I mean I would give up a tag I would hunt you know every f- whatever you know give me whatever time it takes to put put a permit in my pocket but I would. I would give up some of those years so that somebody else could, and I'd feel okay about it, you know. Yeah. Like I took my brother this year to Idaho on a deer, on a deer hunt. He had a deer tag and an elk tag, and it's his first year he's hunted. Like I, I've talked about it a little bit, but since he was, you know, a kid, right, fifteen. Mm-hmm. But he's he's all in now. Like he he really, it's awesome. He really valued that experience. He seems yeah. to be genuinely very very intrigued and interested yeah. in in hunting and just it's exactly why I don't have a deer tag this year. Yeah, is because before I lifted my head up and and knew what my what my own season was going to be. I was committed to an elk hunt with my wife and son. Uh-huh. Like that was first and foremost and taking Porter on that deer hunt in Colorado. Yeah. And by the time I, you know, rounded out some of the other helping hunts that I was on, I looked up and I'm like, shit, I have no time for yeah. myself, which I was totally cool with. Yep. Like entirely cool with. Cause it's cha- my mentality and outlook on it is, is also yeah. changed. Yeah. And I would say, I mean, I can understand people's frustration. Everybody that I talked to that sent me a DM, you know, everyone on a personal level, I completely understand your frustration. I get yeah. it. You, you know, you want to hunt that thing and it's hard to get a tag. It's not the way that it used to be. I totally get it. I can even, I can even understand where you're coming from. It. I can also disagree. <laughs> yeah. I, I can also adamantly, you know, from my perspective, I think the demand, the increase in people's attention and hunting, you know, wanting to hunt, I think it's a good thing on the whole. It is. It so is a good thing. I mean, you look that's at That's my take home. Look at the way the world's going. More people need to think like you, Tro. Right. <laughs> I mean, just look at the know. way the you look at the way the world's going. <laughs> that's the hard part, bud. <laughs> and this this world that we have can get lost really quick if it's not, right? You know what thought I had the other day? Like what my kids so my kids are older, a little bit older. Like I thought about what I used to do when I came home from school. When I came home from school, I was on my bike, I was on you know or skateboard or whatever it was or i was out back you know running around shooting a bow my kids come home and they jump on on youtube (laughs) right or they jump on a on a device of some sort and Mm -hmm. that's that's pretty much what they do i mean i you know i 
it's that's my fault as a dad. But I'm just saying that I, I things would have changed. Bad I would dad. also argue though, <laughs> the bad dad, bad dad. I would also bad argue dad. though that that is that is setting him up for the the world as an adult. Like if they're not proficient on this on yeah devices, they're not gonna they're gonna be lapped in competition when they hit the working world, yeah. right? So it's a catch twenty two, right? Like is that what you did as a kid? No, but then you got to think about it from like. It is also a different world than when you were a kid. Yeah. And if they're not proficient, then they're going to be lapped, right? Yeah. Two ways to look at it. Point being, I just want – I mean, everybody's kind of going that way. I want more people to also have the opportunity to, like, experience the natural world a little bit, you know? Visceral experiences. Yeah. You know? I agree. Get some dirt under your fingernails. I agree. You know, get dirty. You know, live off your back for a week. I think more people need that than their life. Than I less. think a lot of people would be much happier with their day-to-day lives if yeah. they lived off their back for a week with a with a with a goal of mm-hmm. providing for themselves, and like that was their goal throughout that week of yeah. living off their back. Is like I got to find it, kill it, bring it home. Like mm-hmm. to experience that and understand what that is and what it takes. A lot of things fall into perspective in your mind when you're sitting back there, you know, yeah. day six or seven. You're like, holy shit. Get, I, right, get right with your head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I would say it's life changing. I've had experiences I would say are life changing. That's what hunting is for me. Oh, and it yeah. always has been. Yeah. So I don't know. That was Idaho in a nutshell. Did you guys get more than you bargained for right there? Yeah. Well, it's it just, <laughs> but that's, that, that, this is the issue with the whole thing is like, it's two different conversations at once. Right. And they're yeah. both true. Is it frustrating that this is what's happening? Absolutely. But what's like the, what is the bigger impact of this? And there's a lot that goes into that. Like, and that's what we're trying to talk through. It's just the, the interesting thing right now as a whole, even and speaking for me entirely too, because like I was, I was born too late for a lot of what these states do, right? Mm-hmm. For like some of these hunts that I would love to do. These, these yeah, hunts I've always on. looked at, I'll never go on that. I was mm-hmm. born too late. It's not that I didn't have the right strategy. It's not that I didn't, you know, stay ahead of the curve. It's not any of those things yeah, that you fall on me. Years old. Exactly. I just, I was born too late. Yep. So, and these states haven't changed, but mm-hmm. hunting is changing. So it gets into this, like, you know, well, what's going to happen? What's everyone keeps asking, like, do you see a change coming? What's going to happen? I mean, you would I, like to say that they would change with I, the times. I, I see states changing. You look, you look, I see, I see them you changing look as at, well. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, did, no, no. Did you, go yeah, for it. I was just going to say, um, you look at El- Utah's elk plan that they just released. I mean, that's a 10 year plan that they just released. And if you look at how they structure their hunts, Utah is looking at ways to allocate more permits and re- retain a harvest success and trophy experience of a relatively similar quality, right? Mm-hmm. So in order to do that, you've got to do things like move rifle hunts mm-hmm. for elk out of the rut. So they moved October, a percentage of those permits to October. They shorten the rifle rut hunt to five days from nine days, so the, by four days, right? They've uh, put in a December archery elk hunt in most units in the state, you know, Harvest success for that, it's probably going to be pretty damn low, right? Low. But you're also going to have people. Uh, I'm willing to take that opportunity. A- as though. am I. Right. I would love I, that opportunity. I would cash in five, six, ten points or whatever for, for that opportunity. So I think I think you're starting to see states, and it's not going to be like solve everything. You're not going to like completely blow out you know, the number of people that are applying and that have got pil- points built up. But I definitely see states looking at ways of managing, um, you know, their their herds and then their hunter yeah. numbers. In a way What's your that, thoughts on a, a on a on a system like Nevada, mm-hmm. but for a state that 
that has the amount of tags and opportunity because like, we like a Colorado or like a, yeah like yeah. A Colorado or like a Wyoming maybe mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. you know like an Idaho even for that yeah, matter. Yeah, I, I like Nevada system. To be I do honest. too. I, I think it's a good system. I, I love the fact I like both states, New Mexico and Nevada. I love the fact that they give you multiple choices mm-hmm. and that they they look at each one of your choices as they go. So I mean, it, it really gives you the ability to swing for the fences with your first two choices or whatever it is and then apply yeah. for something with a little bit better odds as your third or fourth or fifth choice right in nevada yeah and then you know nevada uses a bonus point system where they do reward you for continuing to apply. loyalty yeah loyalty yeah. it's just that many more chances in the draw right so i do like that but um yeah i, I think those are great i, I think I thought, I've, I've always thought like because where nevada gets pissed on constantly for their system is you can never draw a tag. It's just because we don't have the the resource. We, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like you look at Nevada as a whole. Nevada has got some amazing country, but there's not very much of it. Like mm-hmm. living habit, uh, you know, usable habitat for these living animals. So you look at it though. You look at the system as a whole, and you everything. There's really nothing to not like about it, right? Because mm-hmm. you you know you always have a choice. You know you can always get lucky, but you also know you're being rewarded for the loyalty that you're giving the state and buying all these these hunting licenses year to year right it's like man if you if you took that type of a system into states with with the enough resource where you know mm-hmm. enough people are are happy every single year mm-hmm. like nevada just doesn't have the tag quota to yeah facilitate like yeah, people being ultra everybody. yeah ultra mm-hmm. happy about um how many how often they're drawing tags like mm-hmm. i just said i'm on my seventh year as, as a resident mm-hmm. but man you put that into some of these other right. states could be really good yeah and then you're looking at maybe like Every other year, every couple of years that you're, yeah. like, I'd be ha- totally happy knowing, like, maybe every year, every two or three years, I'm going to draw a tag in the state. If and I that keep, state, yeah, if yeah. I and keep then you can build there, the right. rest of the states around it and building out your opportunities of, okay, these are going to be my, you know, this is my once in a lifetime chase. This is my, you know, this is my every five to six year, seven year, really good hunt chase. And this is my opportunity situation mm-hmm. right? it's what we've been talking about for years of you know what the western right. the western application strategy what it really is i mean it, yeah it's nice to to have those states where like you could genuinely rely on it which idaho now is different mm-hmm. and arizona now is different and yeah, yeah it's just it's interesting i mean you even though you have to sit in line for whatever forever yeah like your chances of getting taken i are pretty good if you want to pick one up Right. Uh, I don't know. I mean, not good. Like last year, I was like, <laughs> I mean, 30, it, it, depe- I was, it depends. I was thirty thousand, and I got a deer tag last year. Yeah. Okay. You yeah, know what fa- I mean? Yeah. Like, fa- fair enough. Yeah. I that is. Yeah. You're. You might not be in the area you want, but you putting a tag in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Is fairly, Is a fairly. You yeah. have a pretty high chance of getting. A yeah. Tag. It might not be one you're looking for. It might not be one you like, and it's probably going to be a spot you have no clue about. <laughs> I like that though. That's fun to me. But like you're you're probably going to get a tag. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean it, you're going to you're going to have to look at multiple states. It's, it's just the way it's headed. Here's a question. Here's like some criticism I got was that re- essentially to hunt you have you have to be wealthy at this point. Yeah. Like it's a rich man sport. What what's your take on that? What do you think? I mean, I'm not that rich, and I apply in just about every single state. <laughs> just gotta have a good credit card. I mean, it's definitely more expensive if if you if you now to find opportunity, and the best way to do that is applying in multiple states. Yeah, I mean, it's it's I definitely just, gonna cost you more. I don't I don't think you could be this can be a passive lifestyle, and I never I never really saw it as that. I think in it general. used to be. It used to be a lot more passive. Mm-hmm. 
and I, I just, you know, I don't, I don't think there's a lot of room for being passively into hunting. I think you have to be passionately into it. Mm-hmm. And look, I mean, does, does money help get you hunting? There is no doubt about th- that. And that's a shitty reality. It really is right. Like that's mm-hmm. just a shitty reality, but name another one. That's not like that. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just, it, it's one of the realities of the world is, you know, yeah. bigger pockets is, is better yeah, opportunity, I, I have more opportunities thoughts. but the but the thing is though is like if you are passionately into hunting and that's that's what you're into and that's what comes first and you don't have if you are that you don't have a time for a lot of other shit in your life anyways mm. so like is it is it so expensive to the point where you can't do it no i do not i do not believe that yeah. it's to that point just need to save your money somewhere else quit spending on this shit so you can buy this shit yeah, that's I think the day-to-day life yeah. in general. Yeah, I think a lot of it comes down to priorities, which puts yeah, your money it's in. Yeah, all priorities. Right? I do think, you know, I had a gentleman say that uh, he expressed some frustration that his kids, you know, couldn't get a, you know, a deer tag in his home state. Um, and I would always support youth opportunities Absolutely. In, in people's home state. And I don't think you guys would feel any different there, right? No. Like I would gladly give up a deer tag every whatever third year no or question. fifth year, whatever it takes, you know, for a kid a chance to go hunting. So. I would totally support that, and then yeah, I mean the other the other thing is is that just just priorities, right? What do you spend your money on? Yeah, it it, it depends on how 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 important it is to you. I mean, we all have, we all make decisions, right, in career paths, and then also in yeah. you know what we spend our our spare change on. So I mean, and, the di- and, and I agree with you. I don't think it's I don't think it's a lot, but it's it's still not like an exorbitant amount of money. No, it's not so much where people are genuinely locked out of it. Right, like yeah, it, it is. It is at a doable price because I mean the one thing that does piss me off that the states, like I swear they get longer and longer each year is how long they hold on to my money for. Yeah, like that's that. An inter- like, that's an interesting concept. Fuck, Wyoming holds on to your money for four months. I give them like a thousand dollars. Yeah, <laughs> like that. That's when it starts getting tricky. When you're like out five thousand dollars for five months. In New Mexico, when you right. apply for all of them, like I know some people who. Yeah, you're ten grand easy. Yeah, and it, they're holding on to that for how long? I know some people it, who do this. Th- yeah, they, I can't apply for everything in New Mexico. It was a classic example. What I love to apply for bighorn sheep and Barbary and ibex, all the species elk. I would love to in New Mexico. I don't have the credit card cap for it, all of it, right? So I kind of pick and choose. That's over ten grand, all of them. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I pick and choose, right? Yeah. And, and a lot of that you're going to get back if you don't draw. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, everybody has decisions to make, right? Yeah, it's uh, man. That's it's interesting. I, that's why I want to do a YouTube video and get like a financial advisor and like go through like talk all, about how to <laughs> like all the credit cards <laughs> to like Interest buy. Rates? Yeah, go through. Boy, right now they're high, huh? They're really everything's high right now. Yeah, everything's high. And that's it like you know, to the to the comments of hunting's a wealthy man's game. Like yeah, I'm paying five five plus dollars in fuel right now. Like what isn't I told this guy isn't yeah. I mean I I, I said risen in cost. Yeah, I said the same thing. I mean you mean I also paid at one time in my life, this'll date me, I paid less than a dollar for a gallon of gas in Texas when I was a kid, you know. Gas isn't a dollar anymore. No, God no. <laughs> you know, it's it's three or four dollars. So every, everything is high. Oh, every car is a wealthy man's. I mean, game. and you always hear it, like, <laughs> and you always hear about uh, you know it my is. my parents and grandparents are like, would you you know if you buying a new car? A new car ain't fucking cheap right now no. either. And they're like, oh, that's what I bought my first house for is a three bedroom yeah. with a backyard. You're like, Jesus, yeah, it's it's a little different. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
everything has grown. It's just, there's a lot of, there's a lot of shit you can throw at hunting and say like, Oh, this is a problem. That's a problem. All this stuff. I mean, really, it's just, it's the reality of what it is and what it has to be Mm -hmm. because of the way it works. I mean, that's where it's at. It's where it's at. It's genuinely where it's at. And you know, the other thing I worked for the state, right? So I worked for the state of Utah. I know what those guys make. And I actually, I went for a run the other day and I ran into a friend of mine that was the, how far did you go? Just five. Oh, just five. But it. it was kind of kind of a light one. I'm not very quick. But anyway, I, I ran into <laughs> a guy that uh, that worked there for the division. I know what he makes. You know, I know what I made when I worked there. Yeah. Like, man, if we need more, I mean, I would love to see those guys make, honest to Pete, a livable salary <laughs> to raise a family, to raise kids. It, like, yeah, it, and it's you know, not there. And it's 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 really not, man. It's really not. So I, more hunters. You know, if that's what it takes to bump up some guy's salary. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. Better law enforcement, better habitat treatments. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm here for it. So where do they where do the where do they think the money goes? Who? Like people that are pissed. Who's they? People that are mad about like oh now it's getting more expensive or now I don't know. there's I more will. hunters like they they, they yeah. obviously have a thought in their head that whatever they're paying for or doing the more hunters is yeah. a negative impact. I've I've always wanted to get a bunch of these guys in here we and should, on, yeah, and on the podcast because I I genuinely do want to uh, like you know I want to have a workable conversation because yeah. I genuinely want to understand like all of that backstory right which social media and all this stuff it's the most bullshit way to ever have a conversation because it's literally just it's like tough. bite-sized yeah. clips of like the most heated parts of the debate mm-hmm. with no real like no real structure or tangible like takeaways from it yeah so i mean i would love to have people on here and just genuinely talk to them you yeah know we'll I mean? have to it's got to be the experience because that's why you love hunting right you have like such a good experience and then when someone comes in there and like ruins your experience like you're pissed yeah there's more people in your spot there's less animals you're not killing deer like your experience isn't as good as what it used to be I mean, you can still get away from people. Right. Yeah, I mean, you can make your experience what you want it to be. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I, I think you can work as hard as you want, you know. Get as creative as you want. Yeah. Just that's a beautiful thing about all the stuff that's out there is you can get pretty goddamn creative on where you're going, how you're getting there. Shoot right? spore whitetail. There's plenty of those fuckers. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm going to shoot There's some whitetail. There's tons white of that. I've actually, I've actually been thinking this, I mean, the the exact same thing. I mean, there's, oh, yeah. there's plenty of whitetail. There's more whitetail than there's ever possibly I'm telling been, you. been, you know? By a long ways. By a, by a lot. Yeah. And Come I mean, November, maybe that's whitetail. Yeah. That's going to be the hot trend, and I'm going to start it. <laughs> whitetail? Whitetail. You mean guys going going east? Yeah. So going west, back west, east. West guys going west, east. West, he's yeah. going east. Instead of I mean, east, he's shit. coming west. Why not? Yeah. I'm they got, I mean, they're handing out tags over there like candy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was talking to a guy the other day in Wisconsin that had killed a 184-inch whitetail. Oh. And uh, I was like, man, that's incredible. And That'll get me going. Yeah, and then uh, he was like, yeah, we're we're out out hunting again. He's got second tag, so he's got a, still got a muzzle. muzzle what a load. life. Yeah. See, so. that's unfair. This is bullshit. <laughs> wealthy man's game. Like, dude, dude total wealthy. <laughs> I, don't have, I can't own a farm out there, ranch out there. You know how expensive it is for me to go back out east and, and pick up a lease and travel out there and Yeah, shoot all these deer? That that's, shit's unfair. That's it. I was born in the wrong spot. I know. You just got to look around every once in a while, huh? Anyway. It's like I give Clay Hill shit all the time, my best friend in Colorado. Um, I give him shit all the time. I'm like, you motherfucker. Just born into the right family, <laughs> right place, big deer country. Mm-hmm. Just got all this shit to yourself. Totally unfair. I know. Totally unfair. 
Colorado was fun this year. It was fun, man. That was that was a good hunt. That was a really good hunt. We'll we'll get Porter on here to talk about it, and not give out too much. But I will say, he hit him the first shot. He did. Did no not give way. a warning shot. He did. First you shot. Do, you know his nickname, oh, yeah. Warning. He just likes to give the animal fair warning that <laughs> he's he's in the got area. him in the scope. He's in the area, and it's all it's been a running, you know, and uh, you know. Talk about the mentality of, of hunting change. I love taking people hunting. Mm-hmm. Like, I've, I've really grown to appreciate and love taking new – not new, he's not new, but, like, people hunting to these experiences mm-hmm. and things. And I love watching them in it, right, because we've, you know, we've done it right. so many times. You kind of – right, to, to watch somebody do it, it's awesome. Yeah. And he's just – man, he gets jacked up. And he's jacked up in general, which you guys <laughs> you guys obviously know. He, he was breathing hard. Oh, man. And he just. He was huffing and puffing. He yeah. was so pumped. He goes, I'll, I'll give he, one yeah, little. Yeah, when he pulled out of the gun, he was huffing. Yeah, we'll, I'll give one little quick anecdote of how the shot went down. You know, it's heavy oak, mm-hmm. late season. Right. It's snowing. It's foggy. You know, some sunlight's rolling in and out. But it was, like, pretty interesting lighting conditions, snowing, cold as fuck. <laughs> um he was with does and he's kind of in this little bit of topography, a bunch of oak brush. So we're watching in the spotting scopes. And what was really cool is what was really cool is like, you know, you go, you go on these late season hunts and people cover country and everyone goes, looks different spot. We were all together for, for this. It was, it happened to where all of us met up, got the buck kind of circled up, found them and we were all there for it. So he's, we got, you know, four or five people, looking through spotting scopes like yeah. oh there he is yep that's him okay he's going left he's going right porter's down on the gun and his little bit of loss of elevation and that roll in topography mm-hmm. in the oak brush he couldn't he could never pick him up so we're sitting there like oh he's about to come out in the open i he, can't see him he's yeah. about to come out in the open i can't see him this is me on the scope he's broadside he's broadside <laughs> yeah still broadside still broadside <laughs> looking there yep still broadside yep, still broadside <laughs> So, you know, it's one of those right. one of those situations. The whole I can't see him on my scope. Yeah. He's not going anywhere. We we have him, we're in a good spot. It's all it's all good. So none of us are like stressed, but the guy on the gun is always stressed. You know what I mean? Especially it's a great buck, like yeah. got inlines and a cheater and you know, it's just one of those like we are able to understand the lack of stress, but the guy on the gun can never really get that because he's got a job to do. So he's just stressed the fuck out. We're just sitting there going, yep, he's right there. Yep, he's going <laughs> to come out left. To, oh, he bedded down. Okay, there's his does. Just, can you see the does? Yeah. And he is stressing out. And it was a constant, like, trying to get comfortable again. Can't see him, can't see him, can't see him. Anyways, the time comes, and I'm not kidding. How how close of did we hear? Because we're all, you know, five yards off the back of him looking through our spotters. We're all saying, there he is, out in the open. There he is, out in the open. Porter, can't see him. Okay, I'm shooting. So we, yeah. when he said can't see him, all of us, like, it got to the point where all of us were going to, like, get up and, like, Re- try reposition to him. reposition, whatever. So we're up. He's got his buddy, Scott Butler, with him. Badass of a guy. Yeah. Uh, fighter jet pilot. I can't remember his exact thing. He's F-16. flown tons of missions. Yeah. Done a lot of stuff cool guy you know, cool guy really got some in, insane stories flies planes at way too fast at speeds anyways he like gets up to go help him and as he's going there boom yeah. gun goes off we're like holy shit none of us were even looking really in this go because we were all it got to the point where we're like fuck man let's just go help him reposition so he went from can't see him shooting <laughs> in literally a half a second i don't yeah. know how well, I like, can't find him, can't find him had been going on for a while. Like, Ten can't minutes, find him, can't 15 find him, minutes. Can't find him. How, how long, honestly? 
Probably 15. 15. Yeah, I would say 15. Of us watching yeah. the buck. And, and then he him found him, not. and it was like, okay, shooting. But he said can't, can't he find can't find him, him to shooting. Like, how do you go from can't find him <laughs> to crosshairs locked? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, not no warning shot, man. He he hit him. Yeah, he drilled just, him. Yeah, drilled him. Yeah, yeah he, hit him. he hit him. So, um, man, it was it was a fun hunt. Conditions, fantastic. Oh, you yeah. know, we were talking earlier on that on that podcast about, like, strategy of going into a late-season hunt. Strategy worked great. Got there a day and a half early. Mm-hmm. Found a pile of does. Um, found a the private we were watching, rut activity, seeing if any of those bucks were jumping onto public. We, I mean, the exact strategy, we did. Ex- we, that's what we did. We were in deer, heavy amounts of deer every, every single day. day. Yeah, I looked at 26 bucks, I think, yeah. on opening day. Heavy amounts of deer every day. Oh, man, it was, it was a fun hunt. And, uh got him killed on the third afternoon so two mm-hmm. a day and a half of scouting plus the third afternoon of, of is it only so third i was thinking of yeah might third, have been yeah. third yeah mm-hmm. you're it's right. the biggest buck we had seen on public yeah like, by, and, a by, great, and a great buck and a great buck super cool buck. and you guys were out testing reminds me of your montana buck a lot very uh, similar yeah. to your yeah. montana buck has the inlines and yep. cheaters yeah yeah you guys were out there testing new stuff too right yeah yeah some we're new gear some new shit some new gear yeah yeah we the new gear the new gear the branded gear yeah yeah we had some branded new branded stuff which Works is pretty, pretty cool good, yeah it's been kind of fun to watch it roll in i agree some of the new i was in uh talking to kevin today and he was actually you guys ever seen kevin i don't know i don't know if a lot of people have been introduced to kevin <laughs> the man in the cave <laughs> yeah the man kevin in the cave kevin in the mystery man caveman kevin yeah um he's pretty even kill guy I never oh, yeah. see him, I never see him get too excited. He no. came he came blowing through the door here a minute ago and like he was genuinely excited. Was he really? Oh yeah. Like genuinely jacked up. He had some new stuff he to was, show you. Yeah, he was dropping F bombs. Hey, oh, that's good for Kevin. He's like, You gotta be in my office. I got I got some new stuff to show you. So he yeah. was he was pretty stoked. People yeah. people don't know Kevin, the listeners, he's head of our private label. Give us a rundown yeah. on Kevin. Backstory. Yeah. That's a good place to start with Kevin. So we got you know uh, being a hunter, th- and this is just coming from me personally, um, which I think, you know, we talking to a bunch of people, um, th- a lot of people seem to be on the same page as us, right? Like having a good, t- uh, not just entirely technical, like a camouflage brand, but like a good apparel um, brand that you could go to for approach gear, lifestyle gear, travel gear, right? Because like my personal belief or my personal feeling is like, I love all that good Mm -hmm. travel style camp style materials and fits and cuts Mm -hmm. that aren't just straight technical, like your, your hunting gear. Right. But a lot of the, a lot of the best like materials and brands out there are not what we would call friendlies, right? Mm -hmm. They're, they're definitely not friendlies and it's, it's the way that that world and Mm -hmm. uh, it's a shitty, shitty thing. Right. So like I never feel comfortable buying, you know, something from one of them mainstream good material brands. And so anyways, we, we came up with this, like, let, let's just do it ourselves then, right? Like, let's just build good, solid, custom branded apparel, right? Like not slapping on, getting a graphic design artist and slapping on, you know, cool designs to a Richardson 112. Yeah. And a, like, let's make some, some gear that's like really tailored to our lives and what we do. He, we're heavy in the gym, right? Always training. You're always running. Mm-hmm. We're always staying in shape for the next thing. We're always doing, cleaning out our garages, you know, post hunting season and yeah. pre hunting season. And we're always like, we live a certain lifestyle, right? So 
a, a solid lifestyle apparel option is what, what we wanted to do specifically coming from the fact that like, I don't want to spend my money with these fucking enemies out there. Right. Yeah. It's, just, it's always, it never settles with me to spend money with people who don't support like my true one passion in life. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there's a lot of good camo brand options, but it's just so technical, you know, and they, they all make t-shirts and all that shit, but like we want to bring, um, you know, the Viore materials into this. Like as much as I hate saying this goddamn name of the brand, Lululemon, <laughs> God, it just sounds so bad every time I say it. I just, I, I hate myself when I say the brand. Have you ever bought any Lululemon? The materials are incredible. I never owned some. I know. It I is. have a pair of Lululemon pants. They're nice. A lot of people do, right? But like those materials and cuts, like yeah. that's the travel gear, right? If you were traveling oh, to yeah. Tajikistan, what would you wear right oh, now? Yeah. What would you wear right now? Probably those. I'd probably, probably wear sweatpants. <laughs> Lulu's right oh yeah traveling yeah yeah like you know you want something Viore joggers something super something right but like those LA coastal brands like I I can't support them so anyways you know everyone we haven't really like come out of the you know come out of the woodwork so to speak of like hey we're doing this but look we we hired Kevin eight months almost actually almost a year ago and and really sent him on this path of like look man we want as we want you know, approach style apparel, mm-hmm. travel style, lifestyle apparel. That is all those good materials, cuts and fits and designs and all this shit. But we want to, we want to be proud to wear it, right? Like I don't mm-hmm. want to be wearing these bullshit brands around and telling people I'm a hunter. Like it, uh, to me, I would like to think I'm a pretty authentic guy. And you guys, mm-hmm. I don't know if you would agree with that, but um, you know, I, it's, I just, I don't feel right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, um, so that's that's where this all started. It's like fuck it, let's just let's do it ourselves. Like this, and it's expensive, man. It's like, it's a uh, look. We we obviously the byproduct of doing something new is we're gonna grow the business and the brand and all that shit. But that's that's a good part about it, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're two percent for conservation. We support yeah. WSF. We support Army F. We are we are them as as them as as in hunters, right? Mm-hmm. So we wanna we wanna build like a true destination brand for for you know that approach style gear mm-hmm. right i mean and kevin is doing an amazing job so yeah you guys you guys have been kind of in the dark about it you guys have been handed some yeah we see stuff come in i, I, I got one all right now check. check it out yeah if you guys are watching youtube video i got the sweatshirt on yeah so we thing is comfy as hell and and it's it's just solely like that the brand to support what it is right and so yeah. that's where it came from i you know good decision bad decision i don't i don't really know yet but i'm not spending money with these other bullshit brands i want the materials yeah and i appreciate the materials and the cuts and um but like i just not spending my money there yeah i think people like to wear stuff that you know they represent or proud of like it's like a you wear stuff that like shows your personality a little bit yeah you saw that that lightweight hoodie yeah i was wearing underneath that was what i wore base layer four season yeah yeah it's like uh wildly impressed yeah and I would say, I mean, when when you say the word technical, I think technical gets thrown around a lot. Like, yeah, what, I what's, agree. What's technical? What is it technical? I mean, I don't. <laughs> is it a technical fabric? If it quick, you know, it's quick dry. It yeah, bre- it breathes well. You know, pulls moisture off. That's your a good skin. point. I mean, but but I have a lot of technical, quote unquote, technical shirts that I wear day in day out. Right. You yeah. know, and, and so. Yeah, I mean, basically, I look at technical is just like, 
This is a high quality. It's a high quality. It's piece. a high. Yeah, you could you could wear it, honey. Right. Yeah, which I did. Which you. But did. I also wore it. But too, you also though, wore it while I was driving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you also wear it every day, day in and day out. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I I, I can't remember who if I was talking to you or, or Kevin. You know, one of them basically said, you know, you got to think that, you know, three hundred and thirty days a year, you're just wearing stuff. <laughs> stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to get that that uh, a little bit, you know, more misconstrued or what's the word i'm looking for i need mm-hmm. those those to flip a little bit is what i'm saying so yeah I, I need i need like you know 100 days in the field and only 200 no question <laughs> right. but um, going international boys. yeah yes. p- point being i mean <laughs> white tail yeah white <laughs> yeah i mean point point being we all you know we all have day in day out jobs yeah. you want to feel comfortable you want to you know look good also yeah. you know and you also want to represent something that you're passionate about yeah so anyway that's why kevin's pumped is all like the first run that we worked really hard on is like the 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 ones we want to tackle first which is like the approach gear Mm -hmm. gear the lifestyle kind of comfortable gear hoodie stuff like that like that's where we started and it's all and it's all rolling in now which is really exciting so you know for for us like i mean we're he's doing some really cool shit with hats and hat mm-hmm. materials and hat treatments for sweat stains because mm-hmm. i wear a hat to the gym every day um yeah, I run I'm, one, one every day. I'm one of those weird guys everyone's like how do you wear a hat how do you not you <laughs> just drip sweat everywhere and look like a my hair always looks weird man. animal i look like I don't, a freak in there i don't I care what i, got, I look like i, I, I just got long care. ass hair dude i'm a i got I'm hair a, in my eyes i can't hair, even see my weights. i'm a hippie. thick two c's italian boy if i'm on a piece of equipment you're without sorry. a hat on and i walk away you're gonna know who was there <laughs> yeah <laughs> he'd be like that that guy he'd left that right yeah right so anyways he's day. he's working on some like really cool shit with hat and hat treatments for you know sweat retention dispersion sweat <laughs> rings like some really cool shit yeah um then we had the other really fun part about this though too is the designs that were uh that we're working on the designs are fucking badass too like you're caribou pack out yeah that one is cool that's God, i love that one. that was really cool i'm i'm excited to see that come to you put the you on a shirt kind of i mean kind of trails on a shirt kind of you won't know it's trail but you'll know but it is trail <laughs> <laughs> but you'll know i know the, i know the picture it's the best yeah. version of me it's your yeah, outline i would, I would uh, even <laughs> even better it's even your better. silhouette that's it <laughs> yeah that's it you nailed it no but it's, it's a stick yeah. figure i mean honestly it's uh I look. I'm I'm passionate about it too, just because like I mean, yeah. 300 and some days a year, I'm doing my normal day to day bullshit. I want to, you know, it's what I want to wear. How much fun are you having? Because I know you pretty well. Yeah. Like you, you know, know me real well. We've <laughs> spent some time in that. <laughs> I know you. I know you well. Um, you know you you like clothes, right? I do. I mean, that's yeah. okay to say. I I'm okay I with saying it. I like clothes, right? I think it's okay to, you know, we're I all. Do. We're all dudes when we hunt, but like I think it's okay to talk fashion, right? How how much how much fun is it to like kind of be able to dictate that to like put your your hands in you know into the design process and be like this I'm, is what I like this yeah. is what I like the fit this is a graphic I think is cool it's pretty fun it's definitely one of the more enjoyable parts of the of what I'm doing right now yeah. for sure you're into for sure. it I am into it I definitely am because uh, look it's something to be proud of too because it's like something to the outward world right like we do a lot of technology stuff and it's i'm Mm -hmm. passionate about solving Mm -hmm. problems for you know getting hunters into the field but like you can't show anybody what went into that right like it's hard hard. i I don't even (laughs) none just starts talking i'm like what the fuck (laughs) just tell me just show me what it's what it does now and i'll tell you if it's right or not um 
you know, so it's like, it's just, it, it's a part that's like more representative of me as a person, which mm-hmm. is, you know, that's awesome. I, I take a lot of pride in that. Yeah. Um, and I don't take it lightly too. You know what I mean? Like it's, I want it to speak true to the brand and the industry and who we are and what hunters are just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and like the, the camo brands do a great job of like this, this other style of gear, but like, you know, there's a couple, there's a couple good ones out there, but I, you know. I don't know how you guys feel, but like on the material and day-to-day cuts, like the lifestyle cuts and mm-hmm. fits and, you know, I don't. There's uh, some good ones. There's some not so good ones. Not so good. Not so good. I would, I would say there's not enough options is would be, in, oh, which yeah. is why we wanted to, why we wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, saw the opportunity there, but yeah, man, I love picking like what the, the hood design and, and, you know, fit. the fit. I, I like all that stuff. Yeah. I agree. It's been fun for me. Yeah. I mean, and I. You know, I'm not here day in and day out, but yeah, you guys just see like little bits roll in. Yeah, we, and don't we really. S- we see a bit, and you know, yeah. I, I provide feedback when, you know, when I can or when I'm asked, right? Yeah. You know, when I'm down here, I'm gonna try something on or like feel the material. You know, look at a design, or if I have an idea, I'll yeah. show you Kevin's way. But it's fun, that's where man. Kevin's a magician too. Yeah, by yeah. Way. Like, you bring him, you know, you bring him a piece of something. You know, I wear like. this. Mm-hmm. I wear this to the gym or I wear this when I travel, whatever. And you give it to him. He will have the material, the exact material within days. Like, Hey, I found him here. Here's the material. Yeah. I was like, badass. That's what, that's what we want to like. That's what we want to take now to take. Let's take that material, this cut and for this purpose. Right. Like, so it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. It's fun. And it's finally starting to like truly, truly roll out. I don't think really anybody has known what we were working on there. You know what I mean? Like we've obviously we've done the, you know, the traditional mm-hmm. t-shirt. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, done like your cool design on a, on a, a graphic tee on a, what are those, what are those tees everyone uses? The uh, next 60, level. 40 next level, next level yeah. you know, the Richardson one twelves. Mm-hmm. Great. So solves a, solves a void there, but like to really go down the path of the, you know, approach style gear, which is I'm super fucking excited about. Yeah. It's fun. It's I'm a gym rat. I mean, look, I I fought it there for a while. I'm a <laughs> fucking meathead gym rat, whatever you want to call yes. it. Human performance, so this and that. Turns out. Uh-uh. I'm always <laughs> always messing with it. Uh-huh. Uh, Neville was in the gym last last night or this morning. The gym. What'd you do? Lifted, obviously. Look at him. I mean, obviously. <laughs> no, I do a lot of cardio. I do a lot of functional stuff. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not trying to get jacked. I just yeah. want to hunt. You're not trying to get jocked. I, I just want to hunt till I'm a hundred. So. Me too. I like do a lot of stretches, functional. Yeah. And we have some stuff coming. Cardio. Be able to, to the, use. All that stuff, yeah. 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 All that with with hunting designs, right? Mm-hmm. Like Porter always makes fun of me because you know, I a lot of the a lot of the vision for this and like my when I go to the gym, right? And you see, uh, you no know, no disrespect here. I'm just I'm speaking off the cuff here. <laughs> no disrespect, but like. You go in there and you see guys posing in the mirror and you see, you know, you and you see oh, yeah. they're just oh, their shit. perfect little gym outfits on hey. and talking to the, to the gym chicks and all this stuff. It's like, I am not you. I'm not them. Like I am here for my purpose mm-hmm. and I don't want to be, I don't want to be seen in this, like this light. Right. And it's just, it, look, it, it's my, my, uh, demons in my head that mm-hmm. I, I don't know why I just, I don't want to be thrown into that category of why I'm, I'm there for a specific purpose, right? Like I am there for the longevity of hunting. So Porter always makes fun of me because I wear a cotton t-shirt to the gym because those are the ones with the hunting designs on it. Right. right. And it's like, yeah, some of these stone glacier and you know, Sika, you could, could, you, could I wear that to the gym? Yeah. But it doesn't have like a 
graphic of why I'm there, right? right? Like representing the reason why I'm there. So, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, the traditional posing in the mirror, you know, doing all this shit. And uh, it's cool to rep your own brand. And, and, yeah. Your and own company. I take a lot of pride in that yeah, for sure. Yeah, as you should, I think. And, and, yeah, so, and he always makes fun of me because, you know, he's the king of materials in the gym and all what this bullshit. What was he bullshit. saying today? He was going to go to the gym, but he, he tried on a, a shirt that didn't fit quite right. He was right. going to wear it he to was the gonna gym. Wear it it was one of gym. our prototypes. And then he and just didn't, didn't, didn't right. quite right, so he decided to bag the whole thing. So we, so we he, worked on the, the fit. He's the guy that would have been posing in the mirror. Oh, 100%. He's got to look just the T-shirt didn't fit quite tense. right. Dude, so he's got – I see him. I see him in the – so the gym that we go to, it's, you know – would love the day that I can put a fully functional gym in my house, not in the cards, hopefully one day. So we go to this commercial gym. It's about halfway between both of our houses. And I see him there, you know, I'm there more than him. Let's just put that out there. <laughs> but the days he's there, I, I typically do see him where we're in there about the same times. So we got kids, you know, we got schools. And so we're kind of on the same morning time schedule. And every time I see him, man, he's got his ear pods in. He's got his nice little fitted joggers. I'm like, bro, I can't wear that shit. Like, I, like, I can't. I don't know. Like, I don't take pride in wearing that yeah. stuff. So this is it's where a lot of this shit was coming from. And then he makes fun of me for wearing a cotton t-shirt. I'm like, well, fuck it. Let's build a, some technical, you know, like gym mm-hmm. style gear with some shit on it that says I'm a hunter. Like, yeah. I'm not there to go to the bar after work and you know take pictures, selfie pictures, and all. And mm-hmm. No disrespect know some people out there taking shirtless selfies but it's not Cody. not me man <laughs> that is that is not me that is not why i'm at the gym to take a picture of i was at the gym and well, this is what i look like well when we get a bunch of apparel you're gonna have to start doing that so no that <laughs> yeah is, i already yeah, yeah, yeah i already put set in stone set in stone nope not doing it i'll i think we'll all have to take selfies with our shirts off i'm the fit nazi the fit nazi the cut nazi <laughs> but not that Definitely not that. So I just went on a diet. Yeah. So, anyways, that's uh, that's what we've been working on for going on a year now, and it's just now hitting. Yeah, it's just starting to hit. Yeah, just we're it's rolling in our first little bits. To, yeah. That the hat that I'm talking about, like that the one we've been working on with the mm-hmm. treatment on it, um, that one's landing. I think he said in February ish. Yep. That's what I'm. I, I like that. I looked a lot. at like a so true, comfortable. I looked at like a true five panel style runner's hat yeah. today. Super lightweight. Which is yeah. pretty pretty sweet. These hats I got on. You got one on. I got one. It's on. one of the most comfortable hats. I've These ever hats worn. are the best. They're really good. And they look sweet. They do. I like that one. We're gonna do this one for sure. That one's great. Yeah, Little ode like, to I, the. I like to the, the good old times. school cursive. Yeah. 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 That's, that's a sick hat. So, anyways, we're uh, Kevin. Kevin's a magician, man. He's doing doing amazing things. Like and you know, do, like full disclosure, n- absolutely no camo no like highly technical none of that stuff i mean those the brands there, like you can't get any better than stone glacier and sick gun you know these fall raven pants like right Mm -hmm. i just i want to uh you know i got a 10 hour drive to where i'm going in mexico from vegas i don't want to wear i want to wear comfortable shit you know and i want to look like a like i'm wearing just target sweats (laughs) you know like i don't want to look like that but you know, so I have a purpose of, of what the gear is for, and that's that's the road we're going down. Yeah. I think it – I mean, we, we could have kept or, or we could do like a lot of a lot of places do, you know, slapped a graphic on a yeah. rent, or, you know, a T-shirt. Next level. A next level T-shirt. It's pre-made. Yeah. We could do a Richardson hat. But, you know, 
it shows me that it's important to you because you went out and we, we hired a guy full hired time. Hired a guy, That's all yeah. he does, full time. You used to work at Quicksilver? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's no bullshit. We hired a le- legitimate yeah, guy. Yeah, it's it, he's just, he's not just doing graphics for t-shirts. Yeah. He's doing custom yeah. cuts, materials, full build-outs. Yeah. Graphics. And I would, I would, I would like to think that we have earned the reputation of doing things right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I've always taken a lot of pride in that as a business since day one. It's like, look, when we do something, I want to be known that it's, that it's right. We don't, we don't just do it to do it. Um, so, uh, you know, I, w- I would like to think that translates and you know, mm-hmm. this is, this is no different. Like we went out and got a guy from Quicksilver and we're doing it right. UFC did this. I took a lot of, you know, talked with the UFC guys and took, a, took some notes and, like it's we did it the right way, yeah. And I, I think uh, I think it'll definitely show too. Yeah, I think it will too. Yeah, That's cool. We'll need to get old Kevin on here. Yeah, we'll have yeah, to. Yeah, we'll we'll get we him can, on here. We can ask him all sorts of crazy questions about materials and this and yeah. That. We'll get <laughs> him on here about materials and cuts yeah, and fits and all we that get stuff. Get a little, little further down the and road. And then the headaches he has to deal with with <laughs> me and Porter being fit Nazis and <laughs> what yeah, we want to do. We should do. We'll all try on different apparel and do reviews. Yeah. On the podcast. We should do. We could, Neville could do a runway. He could do his best. Yeah, we should. This be, is the interesting. This is the interesting thing about about this shit. Is like then it gets into the fashion talk and it's like God. That's where I back out but genuinely you know it is what it is that's the path like that goes good. down exactly nobody i mean everybody likes to right right i mean you don't want to like i said yeah, i don't want all about the model i don't want to like be getting out of the truck i don't want to be getting good. out of the truck at mexico at hunting camp wearing a fucking target <laughs> sweat outfit you know what i mean <laughs> yeah it just doesn't just don't look right there's nothing look wrong good with, there's look nothing good feel good play good there's that's nothing right. wrong with uh wanting to look good i played football for a long time if you look good and you feel good you play good and then there's no bullshit about that yeah I like the idea of the runway. Do a g- I do not. Li- I do not like <laughs> go this on idea. runway. It'll be <laughs> like a, what's that movie? Blue Steel or the? <laughs> uh, yeah, I know the way you're talking about. Yeah, but That'd you know the street cuts, the the drop cuts, Zoolander. You know the the off shoulder seams and like all the all the good shit that's really comfortable to wear. You know. Yeah. That's the path we're going down. I like it. We covered a lot of ground. We did cover a lot of. Well, we haven't talked in yeah, a long time. The boys are buzzing. Boys are buzzing. <laughs> the office is buzzing today. The office is. We got We're NFR in town. We just had about 10 Cowboys walking into the <laughs> gear shop. It's yeah. nice to see. We go to the rodeo tonight. Yeah, we've had a lot of people. I'll tell you, I've said it a million times. I'm sure everyone's sick here, and I've born and raised here my whole life. There is no better time to be in Vegas than the first couple of weeks of December oh, with yeah. NFR. It's it's NFR. Is, it is hands down and always has been the greatest time to be in Vegas. Yeah. And no one, all, no one, no local will, ar- will argue that. It is fucking hands down the best time to be here. Yeah. It's so fun. So live music. Fun. We got, you got Ryan Bingham playing just live music. And I mean, these casinos, they get some unreal talent. Hmm. And you just walk in, you know, center bars, go grab a drink, cowboys everywhere. Mm-hmm. No, but no nicer person than a cowboy. Yeah. You know, it's, it's awesome here. I love it. And then you can swing by the showroom if you're down here for an And then swing by the showroom. Yeah. Yes, sir. It's pretty cool. All right, Cheryl, hit him with the promo. Promo code podcast. Use the promo code podcast. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T. You get 50 bucks if you sign up for a Go Hunt Insider account, uh, 50, 50 points. So 50 points is 50 bucks that you can use towards the purchase of any gear that you want in the Go Hunt gear shop, including the new stuff. New stuff is just landing tomorrow. This sweatshirt. The, uh, yeah, new hoodie. New hoodies. The and long, and haul. And the long, long haul. The long haul. Which are, are great, man. No no lie. Those yeah. are sick. <laughs> Super comfortable. The long comfortable. haul hoodie. I think I walked around the office today. Everybody I talked to was like, 
wanting to put orders in tomorrow to get yeah. their long haul because they're all buying for their buddies, that, you know, yeah. for Christmas, yeah. parents. The exactly. Christmas exactly. Present. Present. Yeah. And we give, just internally, we give, how much, uh, what do we give quarterly? Two pieces of gear? A person? Yeah, two. Yeah, a lot of people are buying. I'm buying them. I mean, I'm... I'm You've already eat up, eaten oh, up your yeah, two I'm for this quarter? <laughs> yeah. Way past that? I've, I've blown by. We, get, we, <laughs> yeah. we get a lot of hands. Everyone's, everyone's <laughs> trying to argue for a pre... The uh, the first quarter next year for right gotcha. now, yeah no I've I've been given a hat or a flannel. You everyone's you, gonna you everyone's gonna flannel. fucking barbecue me. You don't give your guys more gear, <laughs> dude. Shit adds up. Yeah, stuff's expensive. Yeah, I, I, I shouldn't say I've blown past it, but I've got a few here and there. <laughs> yeah, let's you not get have. too crazy. Let's not get too. <laughs> you owe somebody a shirt. I just I bought some last time I was down here. I bought the whatever new, dude the new Yukon flannel. Red-handed. Yeah, Yukon flannel's nice. I bought two of them. We bought, that flannel is that other one other. up or is that one up tomorrow too? No, it's here. We got it now. Is it up on the site now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, today deal, deal of the day actually today. If you, you won't be here. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's live. Yeah, new flannel. New uh, overhaul hoodie and quarter zip. So sign up for a GoHunt Insider account. Now's the time to get an account and get started on your research. Application yeah. season, man. Yep. It's exciting. And we'll, we'll give you 50 bucks to the GoHunt gear shop. Let's go hunting. <laughs> in our new apparel. <laughs> we'll drive too. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, change into your camo. Cool. Till next time. Till next time, boys. We'll have to get Cap Brady on. Yeah, Brady will be back. Get Brady talking about his... Marco Here, Polo. I got. Hold on, hold on. I want trails. This will be the nice closeout for trail. We can't show it, but you guys can get your reaction. Oh. Holy shit! Tell me that doesn't look just. Dude, that is crazy. Good as it gets. Oh man, Whoa, I'm so dude. fucking jealous, of Brady. God damn it, Brady! Look at that. That's a little wolf. Yeah, they're tiny. Over, no, no, they're small. Over there. It, look, Brady's like just eight foot tall. <laughs> well, that, that I mean, that definitely is part of it Dude, too. But they are they are smaller. That is a really cool photo. Look at the altitude. That gets into a whole another podcast discussion we can have for another yeah, day. But I was in Montana when we reintroduced the McKinsey River Valley yeah. Wolf. Little different wolf species than yeah. what the U.S. Yeah. is used to. Man, that's a giant. So, anyways, cool. It'll be cool to talk to him when he gets back. We'll get him days back. We'll get him on. That's going to be a 10 hour podcast. <laughs> We're ready. Break that into two. Buckle up. <laughs>